In the heart of Georgia's financial district, Kennesaw, Georgia, this is Money Talks. He said there ain't no rest for the wicked. Money don't grow on trees. Welcome back to Money Talks. I'm your host, Nick Antonucci, joined by Casey Smith, Zach Alexander, and Kelly Lynn Scalise. Mm -hmm. Kelly Lynn, we are getting into the case study. Absolutely. Absolutely. I got a couple this week. Um, Paul and Sandra, um, late 60s, uh, they know that RMDs, uh, required minimum distributions, are only a few years away. They are concerned that the RMDs will greatly affect their tax situation and they'll be paying more in taxes than enjoying the fruits of their labor. So um, they know they need to plan, but they're terrified of making all of the wrong decisions. Yeah. I imagine this is pretty common. Very common. Yeah, Yeah, definitely a a concern that we hear all the time. And, uh, you know, depending on who you talk to, some people are thinking of this as, you know, the government's going to take more than 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 I'm going to get out of my right. my yeah. RMD, and uh, I'm sure for a lot, maybe those who haven't really, uh, not that they haven't followed a financial plan, but haven't met with an advisor before. Yeah, this is all totally new to them. Yeah. It sounds like this couple's at least thinking mm-hmm. about it and has it on their radar. Yeah, it's it's definitely good to to plan ahead. As always, you know, we always say financial planning is uh, is kind of the cornerstone of of everything that we do here at Hensler, and and so having uh having a strategy for addressing those RMDs, at least kind of knowing what to expect in terms of taxes. Uh, and then there's some strategies, right, Zach, that, that they could could think about to help either minimize the tax or at least sort of, uh, you know, do, if there's other things they can do to, to uh, um, kind of set them up to be more tax efficient. Yeah, yeah, 100%. 100%. I think a lot of it is, is sitting down with a professional, whether it be a financial advisor or tax consultant, and just try to figure out where things are and you know where the allocation is and looking at strategies in place are you charitably inclined exactly can you go ahead and withhold the taxes so you don't have to worry about that at tax time kind yeah. of the out of sight out of mind yeah for for a lot of people that's a big deal is just you know knowing that hey we can withhold the taxes from your mandatory withdrawal so that you don't really feel it it's like getting a paycheck you know People pay taxes on the income that they earn in their paycheck on their W-2 um, a, a lot of times, or they should. <laughs> um, and so uh, it, it's the same thing. You can set it up so it doesn't feel like, you know, you're having to write a check in April when you file your taxes. Um, but but you mentioned charitably inclined. So why don't you give us a little more on that? And what, is, what are some options they have if they are charitably inclined? Yeah. Once, so once they start taking RMDs. Sure. And, and I think it actually starts before, I want to say age 70 and a half, you yep. can start making qualified charitable distributions from your IRA uh, up to, I believe, $100,000, but it's also dependent on how much your RMD is going to be for the year. So in theory, if you have a charity in mind, you could take a portion uh, either technically before RMD age if you wanted to maybe start reducing some of your IRA balance, depending on what type of plan you're trying to implement. Yeah. So let's talk about what an RMD is so and how it's calculated. So at, at age 72 now, it used to be 70 and a half that they, the IRS said you have to start taking distributions from your, your pre-tax retirement funds. Uh, and so um, now it's 72. There's talk that they may stretch that out a little bit further, possibly all the way to 75. Yeah, I was going to say that's that's been on the docket. Yeah, so yep. that's, that's something we've got uh, on our radar and we're keeping in mind. But for now, we're operating under the assumption it's going to remain at 72. Mm-hmm. Um, 
70 and a half mark still is important though because you can basically calculate what your rmd would have been if you right. would have started taking it at 70 and a half you know under the old law um and you can you can donate 100 percent of your what your rmd would have been or up to a hundred thousand dollars whatever's lower uh to to a qualified charity and you can that that income never shows up on your on your 1040 as income uh, so it's a really powerful tool because it's it's better than a deduction. Because sure, it opens mm-hmm. you up potentially for other deductions, and and it you know doesn't count. Against. Do you see a lot of clients, or do you see a lot of investors do that? Yeah, and yeah. Uh, we we definitely okay. encourage people to kind of start there if they are charitably inclined and we mm-hmm. say hey you know you're we noticed you're giving you know ten thousand dollars a year to your church mm-hmm. why don't you do that if you meet the criteria you're okay. seventy and a half or or RMD age then you can do that out of your IRA. It's better to do it from your IRA than, than af- and giving after tax money and then getting a deduction for it because it never hits your, your income. Right. This might be kind of a loaded question one off, but you know, in talks of increasing the age to 75, let's say I'm an individual and you may not know the answer to this and I'm, I'm 72. So I, I take my first RMD next year. They change it to 75. Do you get to pause on your RMDs? No. What they've talked about is making it kind of graduated. Okay. Uh, so you know, it wouldn't it, be all in one up. year. Yeah. Exactly. Right. I understand. Um, and what they did when they went from seventy and a half to seventy-two, there was sort of a people who were able to kind of defer, or they were caught in the middle. You know, we had people that were born that turned seventy, and it was a weird thing because it was just half a year. You know, right. That's what I'm half. thinking. So if they were born in the first half of the year. Um, I think that was in 2019 that the Secure Act passed and that changed. Um, well, which was interesting timing because then in 2020 you were able to defer, right? You didn't yeah. have to take your RMD yeah. because of the CARES Act or whatever. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So it created just some some opportunities and some planning. Uh, uh, you say opportunities, I say confusion. Well, <laughs> opportunities <laughs> from uh, from where I sit um, for to you know taking advantage of some some things, and you could have still taken a distribution in 2020 if you wanted to. And kind of what Zach is talking about is thinking about what your income looks like. Maybe you know 2020 was a low income year for you uh, because maybe you were had. You lost your job or, or some mm-hmm. COVID affected sure. you in some way. And so Early maybe, retirement, maybe yeah. it still right. made a good idea. It was still made sense to take your distribution in 2020 just to lower the value of your IRA accounts, uh, which reduces your future mandatory mm-hmm. distributions. Yep. Um, you know, other things that we talk to clients about a, a lot is Roth conversions. Um, for, for this situation, since they're already, you know, approaching RMD age. Uh, and this it, is a good time to do that with the market is. being down. Absolutely, yeah. Okay. If, if you're going to do it, and now is a great time to, to, you can actually take, you know, do it in kind so you can you can move securities that have depreciated in value. And they don't have to be working to do that. They can, they can, they can do this when they're retired. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You can do okay. it at any any time. There's no income limit to do a Roth conversion, mm-hmm. so any you you can be working, you can be retired, it doesn't matter. You're mm-hmm. just you're going to pay tax on the conversion in the year that you make the conversion. Yeah. One um, thing one thing to be mindful of though is when you do start taking RMDs in the year, the first year you have to take it. If you are able to consider Roth conversions, you have to complete your RMD first. Yeah. So that okay. is a mm-hmm. very important uh, piece of the puzzle, if you will. And in addition to that, I think it's important to touch on, you know, we would want to look at Paul and Sandra and, and look at their needs, because if 
you know, we've had situations where clients have been pulling more than they need out of their IRA when the time comes. And we don't really want to subject, subject clients to additional taxes. So if they have other buckets of money, a brokerage account or after tax dollars, you know, we would want to look to make up any shortfalls potentially, which I think goes into the financial planning anyways. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's important to coordinate between your, your financial planning, you know, professional and your tax professional just to make sure that, because oftentimes you can, you can kind of fill up your tax brackets. You know, the difference between the, the, the 2%, uh, ta- the, there's a 2% difference in the 24% tax bracket and the 22% tax bracket, obviously. Mm-hmm. But there's a pretty wide range of income. I don't have it in front of me what that is. But mm-hmm. um, you could essentially fill up your 24% bracket possibly before you would jump up to the next highest bracket. Uh, at which point I think it's like an 8% or at least 6%. So in a scenario like that, is it does it make more sense to take more out of the IRA in that year in excess of the RMD and then lower what you, therefore lowering what you would need to take in future years? Let's say that this was a year where for whatever reason, my income was, you know, low relative to what I expect future earnings years to be. Yeah, it, I mean, absolutely. I, I think that's the opportunity and that's kind of what you're looking for. And the sure. hopes that... You know, it's always better to pay taxes at a lower rate. Um, uh, taxes are pretty low right now, historically speaking. Um, and if you think taxes are going higher in the future, then it'd be maybe maybe a Roth conversion makes sense. You can pay tax today at twenty two percent and mm-hmm. avoid paying it in the future at forty five percent or something. Then yeah, I mean, why so you do that. How early is too early to start planning for this type of situation, right? I, because things can change as as we're talking now. It could be different next year, the year after, whatever it may be. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and I think the sooner the better, right? Because you'd rather be able to have a conversation, you know, now before you have to start taking them, have a game plan. We need to look at allocation. Do you have a need for the RMDs? Do you have enough fixed income? Is now the right time to raise liquidity? You know, these are the things we like to look at on an annual basis well in advance to make sure there's just no surprises, honestly. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, the, the planning part of it is not only relevant for taxes, but also cash flow, as Zach mentioned, and the way that we invest with the 10-year rule. You know, maybe you have your fixed income set aside in the retirement account, so it, it's not uh, as you're not down as much in that, that bucket of money that you are in your equities. And maybe it makes sense to continue to just do the um, to maybe pull more than the RMD. Sure. Um, and and based on your tax situation, you have to look at all all of the you know the big picture and, and figure out what makes the most sense for each. Specific yeah, absolutely. Client. So just overall overall financial planning is not as cut and dry as just focusing in on on you know the RMD. It's a yeah. it's a lot more complex than that. Yeah, exactly. A lot of moving parts. Yep. Awesome. Well, guys, great information. Appreciate it as always. And mm-hmm. Kelly Lynn, when we come back, what? we've got our listener questions. Awesome. Um, I have a, I actually have a really good one um, who's asking about the Social Security uh, cost of living adjustment. So we will get to that when we get back. You're listening to Money Talks, your trusted resource for your money, your future, your life. All material presented is from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only. Information provided should not be the sole basis in making any decision and is not intended to replace the advice of qualified professionals, such as tax consultants, insurance advisor, or attorney. Although this material is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with respect to the subject matter, it may not apply in all situations. 
This is not to be construed as an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments. It is not our intention to state, indicate, or imply in any manner that current or past results are indicative of future profitability or expectations. Portfolio holdings discussed are subject to change. There is no guarantee that in the future these securities will be held in the Hensler accounts. As with all investments, there are associated inherent risks. Please obtain and review all financial material carefully before investing. Hensler is not licensed to offer or sell insurance products. This overview is not to be construed as an offer to purchase any insurance products.